Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Mobile Armor uh, Mobile Armor Radio, <laughs> episode twenty-two. Twenty-two? Question yes. mark. Twenty-two with confidence. All right. Uh, so we are in the midst of uh, contagion, <laughs> and we are still here recording for you guys, though. Yes. Uh, not that we have to be anywhere near each other to do this, so it's not, we, yeah. not too much. It's not too much out of our way to do this for you guys. Yeah, it's not like we've ever recorded in, in together anyway. So it's true. We can we can socially distant. We should have did it at Gen Con last year, where we were just. It's too busy. Yeah. It was busy. So, all right. Well, what do you guys say? You guys ready to jump into the jump ship? Oh, we're in the jump ship. You guys ready to go to the drop ship? <laughs> I'm Rob. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, we have to do, we have to do intro still? <laughs> I got to Don't go first. Sure, why not? Don't think all right, so that was Rob. Brian. I'm Brian. <laughs> Pat, and I'm Pat. <laughs> there you go. And now we'll move on to the drill. Dropship. The this, drop ship. Uh, this pandemic is hitting us hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dropship landing. All right, and welcome to the dropship. Uh, this is the things we are working on. Uh, <laughs> we should have a lot of time now, people. Yeah. We should have a lot of time. Uh, so, Brian, why don't you start us off? What have you, what, what have you been working on lately? So, as listeners might remember from last episode, uh, there was a lot of packing involved, <laughs> which means that uh, since then, like, all of my paints and brushes and all of my, like, crafting gear is packaged up, waiting for the move uh, next month. <laughs> I'm, about, uh, I'm about 30 days out from recording this, actually, to, to when I move out. You're uh, you're too efficient. Is your issue? Yeah, oh, wow, thirty days and you're already packed up. Jeez. Yeah, it should well, be like the day see, before. See, <laughs> like stuff is packed up. I'm not completely like, packed up. So like, like I've burned through all all these boxes of like stuff for models and figures and and uh, painting gear and everything. Like trying to separate things into like, okay, this is stuff that I will actively work on. This is stuff going into deep storage. Deep storage. Um, all that kind of stuff. And, like, I've just about finished all of that. And now I'm getting to, like, oh, all my books and <laughs> and all sorts of other stuff and, like, how to sorting clothes and whatnot. So, like, I am a little bit ahead of it as far as, like, preparing to pack. But, like, at the end of it, I'm, like, I got a whole bunch of boxes filling up my apartment already and I'm maybe 10% packed. <laughs> wow. So Jeez. I have a lot of stuff. All right. And I'm moving into a place with one other person. So a lot There's... of my stuff is going to be packed, packed. Oh, But that's okay. Eventually it will get right. to come out again. So and you've been eventually. working on packing is what you've been saying. I'm working on packing. Nice. Yeah. All right, Rob. <laughs> Let's move on to you then. <laughs> well, I got some stuff at C2E2. 
And uh, both these things actually came in a mystery box from Bluefin Brands. And I got, I made a, my first 30 minute missions Gundam. It's a Porta Nova. It's, it's a, they're like really basic Gundams that you're supposed to add stuff to. And it came with an, like an add-on pack, but it was for a different one. So I have to buy another one now. But, uh, Ah. it's, it's pretty cool still. It's a little guy. And I also got an HD Camphor Amazing. So that was really cool. He's one of my favorites, the Camphor. So he's, he's got those big guns. You know, like, yeah. You got that good model. I didn't get that good model. Yeah, I like the camphor. So uh, that's the two I put together so far. I have a lot more, but we'll talk about that in our C2E2 recap. But uh, yeah, I also did some. I did some airbrushing on my uh, Marauders uh, stunt bot that's been sitting on my desk for months. So nice. I got a little bit more paint on that, which hopefully I'll, I'll with this uh, self-imposed quarantine, I'll get finish those models on my desk. Cause I have quite a few that I just want to get rid of because they've been sitting there for literally a year. Do you think you'll submit to a brush with death? Now that that's kind of an online competition. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll see how I turn out. I uh, there's going to be some stiff competition on that one, but it might be just fun to put it on there. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Adepticon is uh, not happening now, so I wasn't going well, anyways. A lot, of, a lot of cons aren't happening. Yeah, but the one everybody yeah. was going to is uh, not happening. So. Yeah, we no longer can hang out with anybody, but uh, hopefully, hopefully Gen Con will still be happening by then. But we'll have to see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's uh, end of summer, but at this rate, we we don't know. Uh, but in that, I'm sure I'll get a lot more done before uh, the end of these couple weeks of uh, quarantine. So I'll hopefully, get more paint and things. And Pat, what have you been up to? Well, like you, I also put together my Gundam 30-minute mission because it was teeny and easy to do. 30 minutes, supposedly. 30 minutes. It took me about 29 and a 45 seconds, so. <laughs> uh, but I did not check to see if my optional armor kit was the one for mine like you had asked me to. Yeah, mine mine was the wrong one, so I was curious if we got each other's. So, uh, I don't think we did though, because we did switch bags. No, but I, I wonder if they, it was just random, it was a, once again, it was a random box. I think it was 45 bucks for $90 worth of stuff. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty fun. It was good, it was a good deal. We'll talk about that in the C2E2 though, I guess. Exactly. But, uh, uh yeah. I've primed my Thundercracker. Ooh, Thundercracker. And that's as far as I got with that. Uh, and you prime it all in pieces, right? Yes. So you, you paint it before you assemble it. Yes. Very interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, I only do that with the plastic model kits. I don't do that with my figure kits or when I do my miniatures that way. It's, it's, uh, a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> well, it's usually with a model kit, it is usually color coordinated anyways. Each yeah. the plastic is usually that way. I so. mean, uh, I think the, the thing most of the time, because these these kits are, are for all intents and purposes, snapped together. Do you actually it's, snap them together, or do you glue them? Uh, sometimes, I, uh, well, since I've been painting them this way, I've been snapping. Really? Uh, and then the ones that are loose, I glue. I always glue. I'm a gluer. Yeah. If I put it together and it doesn't feel like it's, it, it feels jinky, mm-hmm. I glue it. Yeah. You get them uh, back apart and then glue it? Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I didn't get too much done because uh, we had <laughs> well, we had C two E two, and then I had to go right back into work after that. And, and yeah, and then that happened, and then Adepticon was coming up, and then that got canceled. Yeah, you were doing all this work for Adepticon, and then it ends up not happening. Yeah, and then you know, it turns out that canceling Adepticon gave you more work. Oh, yeah. Which was a lot of phone calls and emails, so. I imagine. Uh, but I'm looking forward to finish Thundercracker because I would like to get all these guys done, and I'd like to get to uh, Constructicon, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Yes, Devastator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's it. Uh, I, uh, I did enjoy the 30-minute mission little robot. It was a nice little kit to kind of just plop through and get together, and uh, I'm kind of interested in getting some extra things for it. If this kit is that extra armor pack is not the one for my uh, for my chassis, it probably is. I think you had the regular one. I have a Portanova, which is like the Xeon one, kind of. It's got the Xeon head. I had a Portanova, but mine was uh, mine was gray, and yours was brown. Do you have a Portanova too? Yeah. 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 So it might not be the right kit because it was uh, the one I mine. The one I have is for the what is it called? I forget the other kits are called. Ah, uh, it's right here. They are for the Alto, and it's more of the the GM looking thing. The Alto looks like a GM, where the like I say, the Portanova looks more like a Zeon thing. I can look. Hold on for a second. I'm not even sure if they're. Uh, I don't think they're, these are from any show. They just kind of like chassis that they, it's more for, for gunpla, kind of make your own armor and yeah. buy, buy your own kits. I don't think it's from any particular show. No, no, this is definitely gunpla. Hmm. Uh, how did you know what yours is for? Mine says OP2. It says, uh, right on it. If you oh, look. yeah, Alto, Alto exclusive orange. Yeah, see, mine's Alto too. So yeah, if yours are Portanova, that won't work for it. <laughs> we'll have to buy some Altos. All right. Once again, these are relatively cheap too. I think they end up being about twenty bucks for these uh, kits, so they're not horribly expensive. So might get some more just for fun. They're also choking hazards. Well, all gun plus choking hazards. They're all little teeny pieces. (laughs) So, uh, but it was fun to put together, nice and quick. I didn't even paint it. I just put it together. Yeah, they come pre-colored, so yeah, cool. All right, let's move on to the Comstar then. Yeah, hopefully we get some more stuff, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Message from Comstar. All right, welcome to the Comstar, folks. Uh, we are going to talk about some things that we have done, read, watched, played, uh, in this little segment here. So, uh, Rob, why don't you kick us off this time since we have a lot to talk about. Sure. First thing, uh, they announced some new mini-tech from uh, KidsLogic. They're going to have the Veritech VF-1D, uh, the uh, Robotech or Macross Heavy Missile Battle Pod set of three. I like how they do all the battle pods in sets of three. And also a Zentradi Heavy Battle Armor, which is awesome because it's actually scale Zentradi to... So you can have them fight in your Veritex, which I think is awesome. So I'm really excited about those. Who knows when they're going to happen? Because nice. Yeah, the thing looks really sweet. 
Yeah, they're the uh, with the whole coronavirus. Unfortunately, it's all delayed about production because they're 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 a uh, Hong Kong company, so it's all going to be up in the air when these actually go on sale. But they say 2020, so hopefully we'll be getting these. They were planning a break anyways, so I think this all worked out for them. They were that you could tell that they're really excited about the line though because they uh they can't help but keep showing things off even when it's not going to be for a while they have to show it off because they're so excited about the stuff they're making it's nice it seems like they're just a little a small company kids logic it doesn't seem like they're a huge company so it's fun they look good yeah the detail in those are great have you had a chance to look at the ones you got pat I did, uh, but uh, I did not do much with them either. You haven't assembled them yet? Yeah, they're... No. They're all resin, which means they're pretty delicate, but they're really sharp detail. Yeah, and you got to get my nips out and uh, my files. And... Hey, keep it keep it PG here, Pat. I got to get my nippers out and <laughs> my files and uh, contribute to my lung cancer with the resin inhaling. Yeah. Yeah, just don't. Uh, yeah, don't don't actually eat it. Be careful with that. <laughs> he also airbrushes like inside, so <laughs> his lungs are screwed. Uh, other than that, Pat and I were at C two E two, which is in Chicago, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Yes, that's what it means. Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Yeah. Uh, so we were there for Mantic doing some Hellboy stuff, but we definitely got a lot of chance to get some. Uh, some kits, model kits, uh, Bluefin Brands, part of Bandai was there, so we, we jumped in there a few times. And they did, did. Yeah. Robbed it more than I did. Uh, they did have, uh, mystery kits, plus they had all the Seekers I wanted. Actually, they didn't have Starscream originally. And so I got the other two, and then I, I, uh, in a mystery pack, I actually got another Thundercracker, so I was gonna paint that as, uh, Starscream. But then I went back later and Starscream was there, so now I got four Seekers. I have all the three originals plus an extra Thundercracker, which I'm going to paint. Maybe as Acid Storm? I haven't decided yet. If anybody has an idea which uh, Seeker I should paint it as, let me know in the comments. So I've got I got four of the three Seekers, so I have more. And, uh, yeah, in those kits, once again, we got uh, in those mystery boxes, We got, I think we bought two of them. And we end up getting extra... Extra. Yeah, we tried to get the other bags. There was three. There was A, B, C. Yeah, it sold out pretty quick. Uh, there was also some what? There was some uh, mini Star, Star Star Wars kits, like some prequel stuff, I think. Uh, oh no, they were both because uh, what I got in mind was a Resistance uh, X Wing. Oh, and I got uh, I think I got a prequel Jedi one, ship. Yeah, one of the Jedi ships. Nice. I uh, give it to Pat yeah, because Pat likes they, those stuff. They were one one forty fourth, I think, real tiny. Yeah, that's cool. You, I think you had some other ones like that. You have, you had before, didn't you? Yeah, well, I think one of my X wing kits came with it. Oh, yeah, that's right. With the small one, it came with a big one and a small one. That's right. Uh, what else? What else happened there? It was, uh, yeah, the the I did post some pictures of the uh, the Bluefin Brands uh, area. Yeah, Jack. Right. Yeah, Pat got shot in the head with by a Gundam. Uh, That's right. <laughs> plus, there's a lot of nice kits on on display. Pretty cool. Like, if they're pretty much everything you ever wanted was in there. It was they had a lot of nice stuff. Yeah, but I stuck to the ones that the Transformer ones I wanted. I didn't buy any Gundams other than the the random one I got in the kit in the bag. A lot of cool stuff though. Uh, 
yeah, Chicago in general, it's great. I love going because you get lots of good food, except for at the con, which was some bad food. <laughs> what is horrible food at the con? Except for the pretzels. Pretzels were good, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, fun times. I, I didn't get delayed either way. I, I only caught the coronavirus on the way home. It's true. You but, probably had the best chicken wings and steak soul bowl you ever had. Yeah, that's right. Place called Crisp. And, uh, Yes, I didn't get coronavirus. I did get a, a terrible cough, and it wasn't, it was bad, but that was pre-coronavirus disease. I got out of there just in time, actually. All hell broke loose about a week later, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It escalated quickly. Yes, it did. Other than that, I don't think, oh, I did get to, I finally got a look at the, uh, Robotech RPG. Pat had my copy at his place. Really nice, like, uh, faux leather stuff and beautiful packaging. Uh, I kind of excited to go through that and uh, check that out. I think that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah, BattleTech. Uh, I think we talked about that before, but BattleTech is done. They finally put out their last uh, update, so BattleTech video game is uh, is going to be no more. Well, it's, you can still play it, but no more updates. Say, not, not no more. I mean, maybe it'll be on hold for a little bit, right? Okay, come back and revisit. I would think if they come back, they're going to do. I would hope that they're going to do like Clan Invasion or something else. I don't. Ugh. I don't think they're going to continue with this one. God, it's, we need some games with more clan stuff, anyways. Because even the other, uh, the MechWarrior oh, game takes God. place way before. So, yeah, I think that's all I got. Who wants to go next, Pat? You have it. You sure. might as well talk about C two E two from your angle. Yeah, we'll continue with that. So, uh, got my mixture boxes. Actually, Rob got my mixture boxes since. Uh, I was angry at Bluefin. <laughs> Just because they denied you entry <laughs> early. It wasn't even that they denied me entry. It was the way the guy was acting that just kind of put me off. One person ruins his whole day. It's not ruined. Just kind of. But, you know, it's just the there's a certain etiquette that happens in these cons and the, when some of these yahoos that show up. Yahoo. <laughs> don't figure it out. It just puts me off. You know? Mm-hmm. It's you know we're all there working we're all there we only all have a limited amount of time there's no need to be a uh a PG word I don't know what a PG word uh, a dick a stu a stupid poo poo head <laughs> that's a G word poo poo head uh to the other vendors you know I mean if you if you're not ready to let anyone just say yeah sorry but but don't. He was distracted, I think. It was the second day, and they had, uh, I think, had a big rush the first day. So. Um, but I eventually got over it and went in there on Sunday. Was it Sunday I finally went in there? Yeah, that's what you got. Well, we, you're by then you already had Devastator, because I picked that up for you. Yeah, because you went in right away. I mean, see, that you, you got in early. like The first day I got in early, yep. Yeah, with the retail, like, you know, with like most places do, like retailers in a little bit earlier. It was the um, second day. I think they had just been beat up so bad the first day, they had a lot to redo. I think they were just busy. Because there was lineups yeah. for that place. Like, we just kept luck, get, getting lucky. We'd go when there was no lineup, but generally that place had a lineup around the whole place. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Rob, go ahead. I was just going to say the P Gundam, the, the, like the perfect grade Japanese stuff was in that same area. And that yeah. had a lot of people in that area checking that stuff out. Cause you could win one. So there was a lot of competitions going on and stuff. Yeah. 
that was some beautiful stuff too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then you picked up the Devastator for me, which is one of the one things I wanted to get at C2E2. Yeah, the, the guy, when I bought it, said that I had the very first Devastator in North America. And I said, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the very first Devastator in North America. <clears throat> yep. So chalk one up for an, a mobile arm radio win. Woohoo! But you uh, went on Sunday. You picked points. up Darth Vader, didn't you? I did. So then on Sunday, I went and picked up some of the, the Bandai Star Wars uh, figurine model kits. So I picked up... Uh, Darth Vader from, oh Christ, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, you can take his helmet off or you can put... Oh, yeah, that's right. You can get uh, the the Anakin Skywalker with the scar Star. across his face. Yeah, not the... The old Anakin, not the young Anakin. Yeah, uh, replacement. So, um, I haven't actually messed around with that kit yet, but uh, it's a no-paint kit, I think, right? Because it's all vinyl. I believe, yeah, at least, at least the very least, the face I know has got that 3D printing, like the where they do the print the faces on the, so it's really accurate, which I, I love. Yeah. A lot of the uh, the action figures have that now, where they the likenesses are really good now because they have this technology that prints the face right onto the plastic instead of hoping some poor sweatshop is painting it correctly and getting the eyes <laughs> cross-eyed and stuff. So uh, wanna, hopefully, uh, I got a couple days of work coming up here, and then. I'm off for Adepticon <laughs> again. <laughs> Not Adepticon. Uh, for Adepticamp, and then uh, maybe I'll put around play around with that Star uh, Darth Vader model. Uh, what else did we do? We drank a lot of. Oh, we played a lot of games. Pills. We never talk about the uh, games we played. Oh yeah, we did play a lot of games. But first, let's get things we bought. Uh, one of the things you forgot to mention, Rob, is that we picked up the WizKids Transformer uh, resume. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did that. That wasn't at C2E2. That was at your local game store. But yeah, yeah we, during that week you were here. Yeah, we got the uh, Transformers. The was there three of them? Four of them? No, we got all four. Because Bumblebee, four? Yeah. Alchemist, Starscream, Starscream Megatron, and Megatron. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're 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 pretty neat. They're and they're yeah, super they're, cheap. They're five bucks each. So. Yeah, they were the oh, Gen wow. One, the Gen One looking transformer. So he has the cars on his feet. And they actually just announced uh, the Wave Two ones, which is uh, they uh, just recently they've announced what's coming out in Wave Two. I can't remember. I know it's Ironhide and who else was it? I think uh, Soundwave. Jazz. Let's see. I'm just guessing. No, it's uh, who we got here. Oh, it's a. Uh, I guess my uh, guess will always be Jazz. No, it's RC Frenzy. Soundwave, Laserbeak, and Ironhide. Laserbeak? Why not, uh, what's the wolf? Yeah, Ravage, yeah. Ravage. He's a, yeah, amazed. Yeah, it's kind of odd, odd choice. I wonder, I think uh, Laserbeak and Frenzy will be in the pack together, because then it's, maybe not, maybe not, because there's four. Yes, because it would be RC, Ironhide, Soundwave, and then Laserbeak and Frenzy and one together, I think, because they'll be smaller. Yeah. So that's good, good set there. Uh, RC, I, I can see why they added her, just so they get uh, some female representation. And she is the sure. only female Autobot, really, so. <laughs> Ironhide's a, cho- a weird choice. I wouldn't choose Ironhide. I would choose maybe. Well, he was big He was big in the movies, that's probably why. I don't know, who would I choose? Hound? Or, uh, or Jazz. Uh, Jazz, or. Uh, Scatman Brothers. What's the cop? What's his name? I can't remember. He was Jazz, I think. No, Jazz was this uh, the uh, 
He was the uh, race car. One of the race cars. What's his name? Barricade? He's one of the cops. That's not the same one. He's the other one. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not even that well versed on. I'm a bad Transformers <laughs> fan. <laughs> uh, Hot Rod, Hot Rod, they could have done. Yeah, I'm sure that they're, they're going to make more of these. So, oh yeah, 100. percent It did take a while to get Wave Two out, though. It's kind of strange that it took so long to. I would think they'd be pumping them out like they do with the D and D ones. Twitz Kids puts out. They put out or Pathfinder or D. No, it's D and D, isn't it? They put out yeah. thousands of those things. Yeah. So, at the WizKids, what else did we pick up? Uh, well, we uh, we got some more of our monster box clips. I got the uh, the oh, powered the armor guys, yeah. and I actually traded you for some more of the tanks and the planes. Yep. So I got a lot of monster box clips because we played a game of monster box clips, which was a uh, was a fun game. The I really do like the mechanic of the dice pools where you, whenever you activate the monster, the dice moves into the the yeah, minions pool. Yeah, you can't just activate the monster or the the heroes. You have, you have to go back to the minions to the back and forth, which is fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we didn't. We yeah. obviously didn't have enough to play. Like we had, we had the bare minimum. You, we, you could see how it'd be a lot more interesting with a lot more guys on the field. With a lot more minions, yeah, yeah. or even one little couple monsters. So yeah, uh, but it was nice throwing uh, Rob in a body slam. Yeah, he kept whipping me around. <laughs> Trying to smash me into the buildings or smash me into his own, my own guys. That was yeah. I played. I was King Kondo, and I was the giant robot guy. Uh, his guard. What's his name? I can't remember. X something. Crusader X. Something Something like that. that. Defender X. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, it was fun game. Yep. And we played some uh, some in the the more mech category. We played some GKR. Rob's first time playing GKR. Yeah, I snuck out a win on that one. I don't know how I won. My guys spray painted fast. That that was fun. Yeah, you you Uh, concentrated on killing my guys where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to run over here and spray paint. Well, no, I was just trying to get rid of your thing so you wouldn't spray paint as fast. Yeah. It was fun. It's, uh, it it was, the the models are amazing. That's, uh, the buildings, the paper buildings that come, cardboard buildings come with it aren't great. And we're, I, I was trying to convince Pat to 3D print some, uh, plastic buildings. Because they're a little fiddly, the paper buildings I found. Yeah. Actually, same with Monster Apocalypse, too, actually. If Gen Con happens, I'll just buy the plastic buildings. Yeah. Yeah, they Mm. do come out with a kit with them. Uh, We also played uh, SDF-1, Attack on SDF-1, which I liked a lot. That was fun. That was a nice little uh, castle defense game. Yeah, you're you're pretty much... uh, Running around trying to defend the different sectors as as random amounts of Zentradi are attacking from all different yeah, areas. But you're, playing, you're playing the story. We played the very first yeah. couple chapters of uh, uh, Robotech, where where the SDF one opening day gets attacked, and then it gets sent to where you go, Pluto or Jupiter? Yeah, and you end up at Mars, and yeah, it was Mars. That's right. I always get that confused with. Uh, well, I think they jump uh, really far away. Yeah, they go to Jupiter first, I think, and then they end up in Mars. Yeah. I always get them confused where they jump to with uh, uh, Space Battleship Yamato, where they jump to Pluto. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. How, how does that play with two people? Uh, uh, it's fine. Like, we were playing yeah. two guys each. We each, we had two, per- so it was actually four four heroes. Yeah. I, I was, uh, who was I, Lisa and Roy, I think? 
Yes, you were Captain Global and... Claudia. Yeah, we didn't use Rick. Uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It's really, once again, the, uh, the only... It was very much co-op. And then yeah, you have to figure out who goes where. And... Who gets the most action points. And yeah. Action points are based on the population, so you got to try and keep the population alive while when you're allocating damage to SDF1. That's why Claudia's good, because she repairs stuff. But, uh... <laughs> Once again, the only problem with that game is the SDF one itself. It's made out of cardboard and it's kind of flimsy when you transform and you have to move them around a bit. Where if once again, if you could 3D print one of those bad boys or get the model, that's it'll be great. That was the only problem with that game I found. Because hmm. everything else is uh, well, the the well, I also had the upgraded acrylic character kit, so that yeah. also takes away less cardboard. So yeah. if you happen to get or anywhere that can get the acrylic upgrades for that game, you should get that because they are superior, much better than the, the, the ones in the game. Really, yeah, to have miniatures all over the board would be fun, but it's not big enough. I don't think you'd have to. Yeah. You have to get the like fifteen millimeter, like small, small versions. You couldn't do the ones that we're getting from Kids Logic. They're too big. You'd have yeah. to get a very big board if you're going to do that. It'd be kind of cool draw, because you have to draw a lot of ships. Yeah. You need a lot of ships and and just don't have space in the little sectors for everything. And you're getting like huge Zentradi like warships coming in and you have to use your rail guns from the ship to blow them up and but you have to it's all about facing too, so you gotta move the ship around, which it's it's really fun. And it's uh it is like a tower defense. So you're running around trying to okay, I gotta go do this, oh I gotta go heal this person. Roy's good at moving guys around, so yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Claudia I'll try to make sure mine doesn't. Uh, my copy doesn't fall into that deep storage I talked about. Yeah, and it's well, it's solo or total co-op, so it's it's fun that way. Yeah, that's something you could definitely play with your uh, future misses. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it's a very board game too. It's, it's yeah, it's very board gaming and it's yeah. very co-op. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's it's not a miniatures game at all. Like I I would like to be a miniatures game, and I think you could modify it to be a miniatures game, but it out of the box, it's a board game. Cool. Fun though, really fun. Uh, we, yeah. we played Cyberpunk card game, which was fun. The uh, played the Crossfire. Shadow yeah, Shadowrun Crossfire. Crossfire. Yep, that was fun. But, uh, do we play any other mech games? Uh, I don't think well, so. Apocalypse, EKR. We were gonna play Giga Robo, but we did not. No, we never did play Giga Robo, did we? Yeah, I think that's it. And we never played uh, Cav. We were, we were planning to play Cav. We just ran out of time. Yeah, we. we Really, we were trying to squeak in the all us game playing. We got it in before C two E two because afterwards we were so tired we couldn't do much of anything. So yeah, we got it all in a couple days when I first got there. But it was it was fun to play a bunch of games. We had to get a lot in there. So yeah, sounds like it. Anything else, Pat? I can't think of anything else. We got the Whiz Kids. We got uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris Pink was Club. awesome. If you want a list of things we're to eat in Chicago, you want to go to Chris. Uh, you want to go to Pequod's Pizza. What Peace. Else we Peace was good. Another oh, Peace Pizza. Place. That's that's owned by uh, the guitar player from Cheap Trick and Fat Willie's Barbecue. Yeah, we go to Fat Willie's every time, and it's filling and it smells so good when you get in there. Oh my god! Yeah, we did that early. <laughs> And I, I, I don't think I've ever finished a meal there. I've always had leftovers. <laughs> so, all right. That was a very fulfilling Comstar. What about Brian? 
Brian, have you <laughs> done stuff? Brian, did you do anything? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Come on, I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you got some TV things you got going on. You just do. some some tangentially related stuff. Uh, I was I've been watching the newest season of Star Wars Clone Wars. Nice. Um, I got a couple episodes. I'm a little bit behind, but uh, that's been pretty fun. Uh, the animation is like quality is way up, but they're still using the the old kind of art style. That was that was common in the the Clone Wars, as opposed to like like things Rebels. really got a facelift with Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Uh. So, but it's still that old uh, Clone Wars kind of look and feel, uh, and it's been really cool. Yeah, I haven't got a uh, chance to start that yet. I, I once again, that's on my list of things to do this couple weeks. That'll be on there. It, it's it will be nice. It like I will say, it is nicer to binge it. Um. I think like. Uh. Because they're still like the little half hour episodes, and it's still like, hey, you're getting like one little glimpse into this, you know, several story or episode arc. And so when that first episode ended, and that first week, it was just like, huh, and now we wait. Oh, it's not all out at once. No, it's um, Disney Plus. So yeah, Disney Plus is, is on that on that uh, weekly drop. Yeah, yeah. same same on CBS too with the Picard and everything. See, I, I got it's, lucky with Mandalorian. I just waited, and then I just watched them all back-to-back. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is that fascinating thing where, uh, you know, it was a big plus for a lot of a lot of content. Uh, like with Netflix and stuff, it was a great way to say, hey, you don't have to wait. It was a big selling point, and now that the big players are, are shouldering their way in, they're like, yeah, we're actually going to keep doing things as usual <laughs> yeah D- disney's like we don't we don't drop things all at once <laughs> no why because your your subscription could run out yeah uh before you know you could just renew it for for one show and then be gone we want you for the whole thing yeah we're gonna keep uh, it at least a couple months so you have to keep watching yeah um apart from that uh i will say like uh i'll throw in there i finished reading uh, one of the Mass Effect books, uh, it was the Mass Effect Andromeda Annihilation, I think was the name of the book. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a spinoff for the, the kind of, uh, flubbed Mass Effect Andromeda game, the latest one. Where they oh. just screwed up the ending? <laughs> not, not that one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, th- this was the one that, like, they, they really kind of flubbed the launch. Like there were some right. weird animation glitches. It was kind of an incomplete game. I don't know if I even um, re- knew that one existed. Then I thought the last one was the one that they screwed up. <laughs> yeah, the everyone says they screwed up, maybe, <coughs> but um, yeah, this was the newest game, and it did not go great. Hmm. And so the remaining content that they were hoping to put into like future. Uh, iterations of that game they've uh for the most part been ported over to books and so uh the the long and short is um like a lot of the the species are are sent off in these arcs to go explore a new galaxy 600 years away uh so it kind of it it gets them away from the events of the third and Uh, final like main trilogy game uh so they can really do their own thing that's neat. And one of um one of the arcs was talked about that it was still on its way, and that's what the book was the annihilation book was about was the last arc. Um, 
Interestingly enough, a big topic of it was a viral outbreak <laughs> on a cryo ship. <laughs> was it so, uh, Princess Cryo Ships? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was it was a good read. Uh, I really liked it. It kind of reminded me of of you know the things I really enjoyed about that game. Uh, it, it it wasn't as awful as people I think say it is, but it's also you know. It was not as standout as the original trilogy, yeah. but uh, it's definitely worth checking out now that they really patched up a lot of the problems that it had. That's the problem with a lot of those so, big games. If they come out and they get bad publicity, a lot of people give up on them. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, it's just I, some teething problems at the beginning, and they'll get fixed. And I and I do think that uh, that may have like pushed back any future plans for the Mass Effect franchise when that one kind of failed at launch mm-hmm. uh, for, for a while. So hopefully. Um, and then uh, the last thing, also kind of a tangent, I finished playing Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh, and the only way this kind of gets looped in is that it has a big Hero 6 level. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's fun. Yeah. Um, nice. It, it, it's a fun game. I will say, though, like all the Disney worlds you explore really don't contribute much to the plot which then hits you like like a sledgehammer at the end <laughs> where it's just like and here's all the story that we actually wanted to be telling you <laughs> yeah we've, we forgot to mention now, this is what's happening yeah now that we've gone through all the disney stuff it's like here's the square enix part of the story <laughs> so uh, that was a fun ride but uh other than that uh i'm kind of yeah, like I like I've mentioned multiple times, I'm in the process of the move, so I don't. A lot of my media is getting packed up and uh, sifting through things to read and play and watch next. So figuring that out yet. Right. But yeah, that's me. A lot shorter than your guys. <laughs> wow, we no had a, we had a no convention worries. that we went to. Normally, uh, next one would have been all about Adepticon, but that's not going to happen now. Yeah. I, I was definitely looking forward to that. I will say I am still planning, like I mentioned, uh, Brush with Death earlier. Uh, I am planning to submit a couple of my, uh, the, the Marauder team that I painted up uh, for a couple of those those uh, competitions, which will be like the first model painting competition I've ever entered. So that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. All right, so let's move on down to the Mech Bay Hangar now, then. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. All right, welcome to the Mech Bay. Here we are going to discuss today uh, mechs in the model building hobby kind of a thing. You know, what we like to build, uh, styles that we paint, do you paint them, things like that. Uh, uh, Rob, you want to give this a start? I do not paint them, <laughs> although I will be now that uh, I do have that uh, Thundercracker to turn into Acid Storm. I will be jumping into the painting of the model kits, but generally I don't even put stickers on them. <laughs> I, I might I might line them. I, I do put stickers if there's. St- I don't like decals. I find decals are I, such a pain in the ass that I just don't bother. If they have stickers, I'll throw stickers on them. But you generally I I don't. And uh, yeah, I might panel line. That's about it. But uh, with this new uh, Transformer, I'm going to have to jump in. I have to get some fluorescent green paint, though. I don't have any paint for her. Um, that's true. You can do that. Uh, Pro acrylic, I guess. 
by Creature Caster. Is it got some crazy colors? Yeah, that's the stuff that James Wapper uses. Oh, to get his lighting effects? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to find some really bright. If I do do Acid Storm, it is he is very, very bright green. So, so I guess uh, the question here is uh, what kind of models do you like to build in the mixing? Are you... I mean, the the problem with this question here is that uh, the Gundam owns a lot of uh, <laughs> models, owns a lot of the model scene here, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely does. I, I obviously I'm into the Transformer ones, right, the Fury models right now, but I I was I actually wanted some Pacific Rim ones, but uh, they didn't have any there. I really want to get some Pacific Rim models to do. I know Bandai makes them. I just got to find them. I do have some, I have some Robotech or, or Macross models too that I made. We did, uh, I did the Cyclones armors. I have two of those yes. and I have a, uh, and I have a Batloid <coughs> of, uh, Rick's, uh, what is that? The one J? No, I can't remember. One <laughs> Yes, Rick's. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So I, I have some of those, but generally it's, yeah, I have like hundreds of goddamn Gundams. Too many. <laughs> too many Gundams. <laughs> Well, you're not a huge painter then, huh? No, I don't. I generally don't paint them. I did. Uh, you did give me some Battlestar Galactica ones, which I am painting because they weren't painted. So that's the thing with Bandai is they come pre-colored, so you don't have to paint them. Like the the Bandai kits are, they look great as is. You don't have to do anything to them. All the colored plastic. Yeah, it's true, but uh, well, you go know. the other way. You you go crazy like you did with your Zeong <laughs> paints yeah. and panel lining and highlighting and. I just, uh, I'm just into the models, you know what I'm saying? You like mm-hmm. the painting aspect. I like the building aspect. What about you, Brian? Do you paint your miniatures? Uh, well, for <laughs> the ones that I, I game with, I, I try to get them painted. Well, yeah. Um, but a lot of the, the just stand-up kits that I've got, uh, I mostly just go with, um, you know, especially like the Gundam ones are, are just out of the box. Uh, some of the SD kits will come with the stickers, yeah. like just simple stickers to put on, and I'll, I'll do that. Because, uh, again, I, I like I like the SD ones because uh, they, they just they don't take up a lot of space. Yeah, they're small. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I think they're just kind of fun uh, interpretations of it. They're not they're, – there's uh, – yeah, I, I think the big part is that they don't take up as much space. Um, well, that's what I recently did a uh... – the Master Grade uh, Death Scythe, it is freaking huge. It takes up half my shelf. I couldn't imagine having a Master Grade, uh, like, collection. It's just too big. Yeah. And, and like, with that, too, like, it is kind of, uh, you know, I, I love, like, highly detailed models. But, like, with the SD stuff, it is kind of fun that because there's less detail of it, it looks less shabby when I don't have like any kind of extra painting or anything put on it, you know, that it, it it's is almost like that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. There it is. Yeah. yeah. So as, so would you say SD is kind of your, your, as far as Gundam stuff is concerned, I mean, uh, SD is the kind of your go-to kit. Yeah. I've, I've put together a lot more SD kits than I have. I think I've got one high grade kit that I've yeah. put together. That's very interesting because Rob, you're mostly high grade kits, right? Well, that's, that was mostly because of uh, Gundam loot. That was what I was getting. I, I 
when I buy for myself, I try, I tend to get, I think I'll go for master grade, but I have, yeah, I probably have a hundred high grade kits. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then, and then we float to me, then I'm almost, almost all exclusively master grade kits. Yeah, you like the big one, but you also have more room to display things. Yeah. But you, mm-hmm. you also take your time with your kits too. You'll paint on like all the symbols. You'll paint instead of using the decals, you'll paint everything on, which yeah. is crazy. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, like, so like the like painting, like miniature models, <laughs> I really enjoyed and, yeah. and doing stuff like that where they don't necessarily have a required paint scheme. But I, I think that would be the thing with me too, with painting, um, like the high grade kits even and, and stuff like that is I, there's that part of me that's always kind of that perfectionist, uh, when it comes to, uh, doing that kind of thing. So I'd want it to look, you know, picture perfect. Mm-hmm. And my skills are definitely not at that point yet. <laughs> uh, so that, that's where it's been kind of fun with the conversions and stuff I've been doing to like my dead zone models, uh, is, like in that way, I can make them look like the, you know, the these Gundams and stuff like that, while at the same time having enough like freedom of interpretation that if it's not perfect, I can just say, well, it's because the model looks weird, or or doesn't quite fit. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where it, it's been a really fun creative space in that respect. See, I kind of enjoy like trying to copy the like when I did my. Uh my Rick Hunter one, I liked looking at the picture and okay, this is where the paint goes. And I, I kind of enjoyed kind of recreating the actual miniature, even on the, I have some of the, uh, the Robotech tactics ones. And I painted those up like uh skull squadron or whatever. And it was fun doing all the little details. Well, it's once again, not, I'm not a perfectionist, so I don't have to have it perfect, but it is. I liked, I liked the uh, challenge of like recreating. It was, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit of both. I'd like to. I'm kind of a perfectionist, um, which well, is why I think I. You're not so pe- much perfectionist. You're just detail oriented. You're you're able to sit there for months and just do detail. Where I I just don't have that kind of patience. <laughs> so like like on that note, like what do you, what do you guys use for painting like the high grade kits and stuff? Because like so like the the miniature models that I do. With Dead Zone and stuff, I really just kind of have basic acrylic stuff, but I go through the process of priming and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting down some base coats and stuff like that. Do you guys use, uh, different model paints than you, than you say, like use for miniature painting? Uh, no, I use basically the same things, uh, but I do airbrush more with these model kits than I would, uh, in a, in a say a, a 28 mil miniature. Uh, like uh, we spoke earlier in, I think it was in Comstar, right? Dropship, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was, actually. It was a segment or two back. Yeah. Uh, how I, I, I literally prime each piece individually, and I paint each piece individually before I put it together. Unlike you would do with a model or a uh, miniature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, I, I once again, from the uh, Gundam loot, I got tons of the Mr. Color... Bandai Mr. Color sets. I yeah. had so many neat colors from that that I've been using those a lot for my model kits because they have, A, it's, they're made for Bandai kits, so they have specific colors that are made for that. And also, it's, they're kind of cool. They're, but they're, uh, they're not acrylic. They are, uh, 
What's the other kind? Enamel. <laughs> enamel, yes, they're enamel. They're enamel. Yeah, so it's almost like uh, testers paints, right? Like old testers. But yeah. these mix a lot nicer whereas, and cover a lot nicer than testers paints. Whereas I use, uh, still use a lot of Vallejo and Reaper for brush painting onto the models. But when I airbrush, I use the Mecca when I can. and some That's Vallejo too, stuff. though. Yeah, the Mecca's Vallejo, and that's actually Gundam specific too. Yeah, they have specific colors for them too. Yeah, like when I'm yeah when I'm doing a model, I unless I have a certain color I want to do, I tend to use uh, acrylic paints. I, I use a mix sometimes, but with airbrush, it's definitely acrylics. You're going to use acrylics. I I, w- I would be very scared to put a uh, a uh, enamel through my airbrush. I know you could do it, but I imagine how hard that would be to clean. I don't I don't even want no, to. Yeah. Well, you just gotta run your thinner through it. I mean, just like anything yeah, else. Like, it's so much. Like, I you know, put those, uh, those ghost tints <laughs> out there for my airbrush. Yeah, the actual, the, uh, yeah, I use a lot of those. The, um, uh, who is it? Uh, Tamiya. Tamiya ghost, uh, like the, the, uh, smoke colors. I use those a lot. Yes. The, the, they're like, uh, clear coats that, uh, that have different tints, which is, I like them a lot. Especially with the red, if you keep layering on, it's a very candy red. You can make your things look like hot rods. And I did yes. a, uh, one of my mechs like that, that I got from, uh, who was that? Dream, Dream? They're gone now. That one company that was making knockoff, uh, uh, 40k, uh, mechs. Dreamforge or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Dreamforge, yeah. So I, I have a couple of those that I've uh, painted just using the ghost tints and did yeah, nice cherry. I, I have a Zabi that I want when I'm going to get around me to it. I want to uh, ghost tint it red. And I actually painted all my uh, Starship Samurai uh, mechs with the uh, tints. Nice. I used tints and uh, Mr. Colors on those, so it's all they're all like very metallic looking and shiny, and because I wanted a certain look for them. That's what I find when you use, uh, you really have to gloss it up when you use, uh, when you use acrylics because they don't have any gloss to them at all. No. So. They're very, uh, very matte finish for yeah. sure. So that's, once again, uh, I have from the Mecca, I do have, uh, their version of the clear coat and it really glosses it up and it's really nice. I've used that a few times. Uh, what about kit wise then? What what do you feel like you gravitate to? The Gundam kits themselves, or are you try to get a little bit of everything? Well, I'm pretty sick of the Gundam kits. I really don't want any more Gundam. I wouldn't have bought that camper, but I got it for free. <laughs> well, I didn't get it for free, but I got it in a mystery box. I'm definitely looking for different kits. More Robotech. Like I said, I want some Pacific Rim if I can find it. Uh, I like mechs in general, just different mechs. I did get one of the giant ones from that, that, uh, Dreamforged before they went out of business or before that, I think they switched to different resin or something now. One of their giant ones. I have one of those to paint up still too. Yeah. But I, I the same way. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I got a lot of Gundams, but I like to do, I like to mix them up, which is why I kind of play around with the Star Wars kits every once in a while. Well, you have a lot of Battlestar. Yeah. You have a lot yeah, of Battlestar. Uh, I picked up the Darth Vader just so I'm switched it up. I also even have a Mad Zinger Z. Yeah, you did get that. Kit that I need to build together, plus the three cyclones. Ugh, <laughs> oh, the list goes on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the STF-1 with the Daedalus and... Uh, yeah, that's another cool one to get. The actual... Uh, oh, what's the other damn ship called? The Daedalus and the... Prometheus? Yeah. Prometheus. Uh, on that kit. 
The Fury ones are pretty cool, yeah. You've got a lot of those. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been building those Fury ones for a while now. Uh, I don't know if I... I like the Seekers, but I'm not sure if I need any of the others. Yeah, that I, being said, I still would love to get my hands on a Perfect Grade Xeon. Yeah. Perfect Grade, Red I don't Comet. know. Red Comet, man. Uh, yeah, I the would, Perfect Grade are crazy. Like they Red Comet or the Neo, Neo Xeon, I would do that thing. I would... That right there would get 100%... Uh, even a uh, the grandpa, the seventy eight, uh, the the original Gundam there. I have one. It's a, a but perfect grade. grade. Yeah, but perfect no, grade. No, it's a master grade. That'd be kind of cool. Something like classic, like that, or even even the uh, gun cannon, or a uh, those kind of things. That'd be kind of fun. Now, Rob says he doesn't have the patience, but what about you, uh, Brian? Uh, do you feel like, uh, you said your skills aren't there, but are you trying to get your skills up with, say, I guess with the detail or Rob likes to say I do, uh, do you, are you trying to do all the weathering and the chipping and all that stuff? Uh, not right now. Like there, there's, I think things I'm going to take in steps to kind of get to that point. Like, um, like the, the contrast paints, I won't lie, have kind of given a little bit of a fresh breath into my hobby time uh, the, the, because they, they streamline a lot of the process. Um, <laughs> I, like I don't, I wouldn't say that I use them like as a crutch, but like, cause I still do like a base coat on everything uh, and then kind of think through the design, but it does really uh, help speed up the process. Well, it's like any and wash. So, they, uh, they, it's where they call that liquid uh, talent. The washes, any washes are like that. You, like I used to use the, the army painter washes and just the dark tones and stuff. And it really yeah. does pop a miniature the moment you put a wash on something. Yeah. 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 And I, I've used washes before. Uh, this, this it's, it's usually been that, uh, I don't have a wide variety of washes. And so now with the contrast paints, I get the paint and the wash mm-hmm. kind of combined. Uh, that's really helped a lot. Uh, Super I think weapon the next- is, yeah. uh, got all their stuff on sale. I think twenty to forty percent off because of Adepticon. They're uh, oh. like our buddy Jack. He he swears by their secret weapon washes. They're washes though. They're definitely not like contrast paint. The, you can't yeah. paint with them. You they're finishing things. I, actually, you can because I've done it. Uh, that would take a lot of layers to get anything. Actually, not really. If you zenith, if you zenith, uh, yeah, I guess you did. If you Zenith Prime, then it. it, it but goes you're not on. getting a solid color like the contrast paints. It's it's solid color. Like I've seen the results. That's no, no, no. It's, it's very not, different. It's definitely, it's not paint. This is yeah. definitely a wash, and you're gonna get the the prime behind. Yeah, you'll see that. Yeah, and that's what's gonna change your shade. Yeah, it's, I like doing that too. But I mean, for the actual, like Brian was saying, you put that the contrast down. That's everything in one go. Yeah. And, uh, and so like after, after that, um, I think the, the next big thing I want to try to tackle is painting more terrain. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done like little objective kind of things, but like, uh, I won't lie. Like when I, I, I've got like all this dead zone scenery and stuff. That's really, really cool looking. I have these, you know, crazy ideas. Like a, a lot of terrain from like uncertain scenery has some amazing, uh, boards that you can build. And, uh, and I won't lie though, like it's all MDF and I'm just like, I don't know where to start painting this, uh, kind of stuff. Hey, and, uh, 
Yeah, you need an airbrush. I don't have an airbrush. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would just get, especially for terrain, get one of those cheap airbrush kits. They're like 10 bucks on Amazon because you're just painting terrain, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to have the detail on it. Yeah. And you just, get yourself a, yeah. You can get yourself a starter kit for like 90 bucks off of Amazon that gives you a bunch of brushes on the compressor because the most expensive piece of that is the compressor. Yeah, right. like, or even, you can get cheap cheap uh, kits, and it's it's worth it for terrain for sure. They're not great for miniatures because they 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 tend not to have the same detail. But when you're just trying to put like shade on a airbrush, is the way to go for uh, for terrain for sure. Yeah. It is it is you learn like to do the shading of panels and stuff, and shading of corners, and doing different yeah. tones and stuff. It's it's so much easier with an airbrush. Yeah. And and the, like I will say, like the the dead zone ones in particular, they're like little two inch by two inch, you know, blocks like plates uh, for the most part. Three and inch. So, three inch, yeah, three inch by three inch. Three inch, oh, sorry. And um, and so like the, like the the face of that one is is small enough that it kind of works for like I can just do it with regular model paint and stuff. Uh, so that's where I do want to experiment a bit more with doing like the weathering effects and. And things like that. That it would be very. Well, it's a good place to start to, to practice, and then you kind of work work from there. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of working through the building blocks of, of these different techniques, trying <coughs> them in spaces where it makes sense before bringing them all together. Uh, the Mecca line, once again from Vallejo, they make uh, a bunch of uh, technical paints. I have like uh, all different weathering stuff, like uh, rust and oiled earth and like uh fuel spill and stuff and you put them at the end and it gives like a really cool like texture to everything so that might be something to look at as a finishing touch actually you okay. know what let's why don't you do this what rob why don't you list the things that you have that you use to paint oh that'd for, be a, for some of our listeners that'd be a long list yeah. <laughs> can't that can't be that long just the brands uh for priming i use uh style wrens from i think it's who's it badger makes style wrens Yes. I think so. I use that as my primers. Yeah. So I, from airbrushing, I use those. They're great. They're covered. The white's not great, but the gray and black work really good. The white, any white primer sucks. It's, it's just a fact of life. Uh, yeah, I do have a lot of that mech color stuff for technical stuff. I only got, I didn't get any actual paints. I just got the, the clear coat and the, all the different textures. I do like textured paint. It's fun. Uh, washes, I, I, tend to use uh, Army Painter for my washes, but I do like the Tamiya ones if I want a nice, like, uh, thicker and almost like a clear coat, like a candy coat on it. I did get a Vallejo wash recently. I haven't got a chance to use it, so I, I can't say how well that is. Uh, Army Painter is what I use mostly, really. Army Painter and the, then the mech ones is the Mr. Color. That's that's my main ones. I know, uh, Pat, you like uh, you like the other one. What's the other company? Reaper. Which one? You like Reaper ones, don't you? I do like Reaper. They don't uh, really I mean, make so them for, anymore. Yeah, no. For as far as washes go, I use the secret weapons myself. Yeah, secret weapon washes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so for my loadout, I guess as far as paints are concerned, uh, uh, airbrush I use a lot of Minotaur and Vallejo air colors mm-hmm. with the the Mecca. Uh, regular paints I use uh, quite a bit of Vallejo. I do have some Reaper uh, and uh, a couple P3. Uh, certain, there are certain colors P3 makes it that are really nice. That uh, Like their antique gold is really nice. Hmm. 
And then I have a bunch of weathering pigments that I use. Uh, most of those are MIGS and Tamiya. I got uh, the, an assortment of the Tamiya, what I like to call compact makeup cases. They're the ones that comes with the little sponge brush that you yeah, yeah. rub the pigment on the brush. I do have some pigments too, yeah. I, I do have some pigments from uh, Secret Weapons, actually. Yeah, and uh, pigments are kind of an advanced thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know how to use them, especially with the with the mineral spirits and stuff like that. But again, uh, there's a tons of video. When you get to that point, there's tons of videos you can watch and uh, that can really make your mech take that next level. What's that uh, book you got too? The is it combat or what's the one from Mig? It's combat by Mig. Yeah, yeah, tells you how to panel do panels on mechs and stuff. Really cool. Yeah, and the, the cool thing about that is that each artist takes you through a step-by-step, like a, on panel one, he talks about how he did that one panel. Or when I say panel, there's a picture, a set of pictures, and then they take you step-by-step through how they each one. And we've talked about this before in the earlier episodes, but it is a really good book if uh, you were really that interested. in the weathering techniques that you learn from that combat book don't just apply to mechs, so you can put them on anything else, like a tank, a vehicle, uh, a car, uh, a building. Uh, so uh, these are good ways to kind of start upping your game when you get to the the building aspect of uh, when you're building mechs. Because, like, you know, we were talking about things where we want to get to. Eventually, I want to get to the point where you posted, I don't know, I forget who posted that picture of uh, Macross Island. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That oh, diorama. So- I eventually want to get to something that, like that. That's where my goal is. Uh, you know, I've been talking about my, the hangar. I still need to 3D print the rest of it, but, uh, that's kind of where I want to go. You know, it would be awesome to be, to actually have a, a hangar, uh, the Battlestar. Yeah. Of, of a Battlestar laid out somewhere as in even have, uh, a nice, you know, uh, Iron Wind makes a couple pieces for it, but uh, it would be nice to make a nice diorama of uh, battle mechs and or battle tech mechs in their what do you want to call them? In the drop ships or whatever. Or the drop ships or wherever they where they where they fix them in the mech bays. <laughs> the mech bay hangar. Wow, I can't believe that escaped me. Uh, speaking of uh, different uh, techniques, though, also panel lining. I learned that from doing Gundams, but I use that on miniatures all the time now. I do panel lining oh, all yeah. the time. Even if you're not that that complex, panel lining takes will definitely step that model look it, up. Yeah, because it looks like you've painted it, but you can use the the Gundam markers, and they it's it's once again cheating, which is nice. I like cheating. I don't think using the markers cheating. Well, it's a not it's a pen, shortcut. Not for panel lining. Yeah. I mean, if I had a, a marker, I would probably use it, but because I have a lot of black washes. Yeah. See that the ink. thing with the washes, yeah, you, it changes the tone sometimes. So it's, I like the panel line because you could just put it where you want it, you know. Yeah. Well, I just put it in the. Well, you haven't seen me, but I actually panel line with the wash. I know because you're crazy. Yeah. What about you, if Brian? You're... What kind of uh, paints do you like using? Well, for the most part, I've got uh, a handful of, of GW stuff. Uh, mostly, I've focused that on on the contrast paints, uh, but I got a lot of Army Builder and um, 
has kind of been my my main go-to. I've got just a couple of Vallejo, I think. Uh, I, I have, everyone will be happy to learn that I've migrated away from my Meyer bought acrylics. Your happy orchard. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. mind those. They're, they're great for uh, the Apple uh, barrel or whatever that you get from Michael's or Walmart. Uh, they're great for for uh, terrain, though. You need yeah. a lot of paint. You throw those on the terrain. That's oh yeah. When you when you when you need to cover a square footage, uh, the cheaper the paint, the better. Yeah, like I yeah. get that stuff for that. It's it's the pigment level is not very high, but it's good for terrain or large bases or things like that. And I, and I, I will put it out there for for all listeners. It's okay to start by like getting most of your painting supplies like from a general store. One hundred percent. It's a, it's, okay. it's a yeah. perfectly fine place to start. It's a very affordable way to. start. I, I started with tester paints when I was first doing miniatures, and that's they're terrible, but it's a way to start because they're easy to get. I mean, I mean, my priming paint is is primarily uh, uh, like the Rustoleum. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, spray paint. <laughs> if I'm priming with a spray can, it, yeah, it'll be Rustoleum or whatever Walmart brand, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then I really just had like that kind of little. Uh, squeeze tube art supply thing that came with like 24 colors for like 12 bucks <laughs> and uh and i painted that for like a good two years or so uh as i slowly built up my collection of decent paints <laughs> uh so it, it's a it's a great way to start and then you know you basically start filling in those those colors that you don't get out of those packs with you know the better paints uh, to kind of as you as you step up. I think it's a, a very fine way uh, to do it. Of course, now I want to go back and repaint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not repaint, but like touch up. I, I was I was thinking of like completely redoing. In that oh, wow. I've got duplicates of the models. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like I'm just gonna redo the whole thing. Not get rid of the old ones, but like yeah, just uh, redo the color scheme. That's the beauty of Mantic models; they're so cheap that you will have extras that you could just redo things. And how? Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, and then um, you know, I don't have much in terms of you know, I don't have an airbrush or anything like that. Mostly just plain old brushes. Um, what kind, what kind have, of brushes uh, do you use, Brian? Uh, I do have a couple of of uh like the official army painter ones i could not tell you the different uh numbers that they come in yeah uh but then i do have just some regular like decent uh uh, you know acrylic hobby painting brushes so see i'm all about (laughs) i'm all about getting the cheapest brushes possible because you're gonna burn through them anyways as long as they have a nice tip on them i know pat likes his expensive 20 dollar brushes but I do. I like the Windsor. I like the Windsor Windsor Series Seven. Uh, and, and so, like to to further emphasize this, like my my water dish, my cup is is a a water bottle that I finished drinking that I cut in half. <laughs> uh, the the I've got a wet palette that's made up a little Tupperware uh, container with a wet. Paper towel and some some uh, with that that kind of wax paper or whatever we use for cooking sheets, yeah. uh, and with some water splashed in it. That like you can you can go pretty far on on a simple budget. Yeah, if you uh, want to know how to make a wet pellet, I know uh, uh, Uncle Adam uh, 
what's the name of his channel? Anyways, he, Adam Smasher. Yeah. He, uh, sure. Yeah, he showed how to uh, do a make a wet palette on the cheap. Yeah. That's, that's James, what I got. James Waffles does the same thing. He uses a a Chinese uh, takeout yeah. bin. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what mine was a long time. And, yeah. and wax paper. Mine was the the sponge and the wax paper on top. I don't bother with wet palettes that much anymore. I just find I just I just use less paint. I just try not yeah. to blob it on. I have I have little tins that I put my paint in. But, yeah, if you're painting a lot of stuff, wet palette's great because it keeps it wet and you don't have to worry about your paint drying out as you're trying to paint stuff. Especially if you're doing a whole army and you want to use the same color that you've mixed up, you you yeah. definitely yeah. want to keep it wet. If you want to see a crazy wet palette, you just, uh, go to YouTube and type in James Wapple, W-A-P-P-E-L, and watch any of his series on painting and just watch how he just mixes the paints and... Uh, there's a testament to cheap brushes. He actually uses just those five cent crap brushes that you can get at uh, Hobby Lobby. See, I, I knew I liked that guy. Hmm. Yeah, that guy. He's on a whole other level. I literally bought a hundred. Uh, I think they're size one or size zero. Where are they? Uh, no, fifty. Fifty size z- double zero, which are the small points for like twenty bucks on Amazon. Yeah, because they're disposable at that point. You don't have to worry about cleaning them. <laughs> that's but, one way one way to do it so anything else yeah. we missed on the hobby end oh glue I don't think so. what about glue guys what do you use to glue your stuff together ah well I'm going to tell you the, the, the way to go and, and I'm a big believer of this is that if it's uh, a hard plastic you should be using plastic cement that's only works on plastics though yes yeah, hard plastic only that's anything else no through. resins no I'm metals yeah. Anything else? Super glue. <laughs> Just regular super glue, like crazy I, glue. I like I like glue. Yeah, Gorilla Super Glue is my go-to. Yeah, I use Gorilla Glue. I find Gorilla Glue sometimes it separates. You have to shake it a lot. If you've yeah. left it too long, it it stops working well. But it's, I like the Testers, uh, yeah, Model Masters, plastic cement. Yeah, you love that stuff because it has at least applicator. And yet that applicator, you can get so little on there, you don't have, like, it's hard to control super glue because you tend to have to rip the top off constantly and it glues to itself. Where that, that's, that's, uh, plastic cement. You can get just a little teeny drop, which is what you need. And it's, I, I am, after using it at Pat's and I, I, I do like it. I just have to get some. It's hard to get in Canada for some reason. So, uh, yeah. Brian, do you use, uh, just crazy glue? What do you use? Yeah, pretty much uh, like the the our hobby store has kind of that that generic branded super glue. Um, that's my my main go to. Uh, but I, I I do remember back in back in the day uh, when I was first getting into like Warhammer and stuff. I I vaguely re- like I remember using the the um, plastic cement uh, as as my main, and I. I Think I remember actually gluing some metal <laughs> plastic arms to metal. It didn't go great. No, uh, and it doesn't I actually work. Why. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I've, right now it's it's mostly been um, super glue. I do want to get some some plastic uh, cement though, just because uh, I, I work a lot with hard plastic models, so it just kind of makes sense if I really want to seal. And keep that that shape and not risk breaking as much. Yeah, 
Cool. All right. And also, that's a hobby in the mech world. What we like to do, what we like to build. There's plenty of models out there that are not Gundams. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with a Gundam model because we all have our fair share. Yeah, I love Gundams. It's just, once again, I just have too many of them. Yeah. And I like to have a variety of myself too and because there's so many other, uh, good anime based modelings out there. Like I have a, uh, you know, I forgot to mention, I even have some old Doug Ram models. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a, uh, Scope Dog or, uh, or, uh, Votoms. Yeah, there's some cool models out there. They're hard to find a lot of those ones outside of Japan, though. Yeah, that's that's the one downside to that. So, but uh, uh, post on the Facebook page uh, what kind of models you'd like to do. If you have a, a set of paints that you like to use, uh, and then you know, as always, post your models. Yeah, yeah especially if you if you got a whole bunch of free time on your hands right now, <laughs> given the uh, the state of things. And also post. post- yeah, post where you get them from too. If there's some place we're missing, we obviously there's Amazon and eBay and stuff. But if there's some other place you like to buy your models from, let us know. Because I'm always looking for a better place to buy stuff. Me too. All right. So guys, how about we uh, move on to the Xville? Sounds okay. good. Let's Xville out of here. Well, let's finish the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's exfil out of here. Let's exfil out of here. All right. All right, all right, all right. We are now in, in coming to the end of the show where we are to exfil out. Uh, it was a good, uh, nice little chat there, guys, about hobbying. Hobbying, as Brian said, is important. And now is the time to hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, it's good to talk about how we build and paint to... Uh, uh, with the three of us, we have three different levels of, of styles of paint, which are really, it's very interesting, you know? Yeah. Huh. So it, I'm always like, uh, on the lookout and, and happy to hear about new techniques and, and new way, new directions I can start going to improve and get better. Yeah, it's always good to watch, uh, tutorials because even if you don't really use it, it gets into your psyche and you tend to, like all of a sudden you'll find yourself wet blending or 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 uh, edge highlighting or doing that kind of stuff where it's just like it gets into your hey I could do this now you know yeah and the more you paint the the more techniques like I I just do crazy stuff because it's like I'll try stuff and see if it works like you know it doesn't turn out perfect yeah. usually but it, well, it's different I, I try to, t- sure. to paint different you know and. And these bigger models, it's easier to uh, fix the mistakes after you tried something out anyways, too. So Yeah. Um, that's always a bonus. So, uh, All right. Well, guys, stay healthy. Yeah, you too. Listeners, <laughs> stay healthy. Don't do anything crazy. Uh, definitely uh, <laughs> don't go out if you don't need to. Just uh, sit at home and paint. Easy. Yes, and as a healthcare worker, highly contagious. You might not get sick, but you have to think about the people you could be contaminating. Also, on top of that, yeah, that's your go play Battletech. <laughs> that's right. Play play video games. You're safe. Play paint some miniatures. Put together some models. Watch, watch lots Jim of uh, again. yeah. Watch lots of lots of TV shows. I plan there to finish up. Uh, I plan to finish up Mosquita. That's my going to be my one of my missions. 
I, there's a lot of shows I have to watch. I've only it's only got two weeks here. It might might be hard. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so uh, let's call the end of the show. I've been Chopper. I've been Brian. And I'm still Rob. And we will see you guys uh, at the beginning of April, May. May. That's right. And All hope, right. I hope for the world to be back to normal by then. Exactly. So. Fingers crossed. But once again, stay healthy. Night, Night guys. Bye-bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. 